So it's 2.40. Chad Hartman back here with you on News Talk 830 WCCO. Middle of the show, and uh, Adam Carter sends me a text and, and says, have you had a chance to uh, see this soundbite yet? And I had not, and it certainly grabbed my attention, and the man behind it is Walter Hudson. He is going to be a member of the House. He won his election. He is Republican. And the soundbite, in case you didn't hear all of it before, here is a here is the portion we played, which we saw on Twitter earlier, which drew our attention, Mr. Hudson, and caused us to reach out to him. So before we bring Walter in the conversation, here is what he said yesterday. Owner who said, I need cotton and you're going to pick it, is morally who says, I don't want to get sick, so you have to take the jab. Mm-hmm. I am placing, it is, it is, and I want to be clear that I mean exactly what I just said, okay? It's not a gaffe, I mean it. You are equivalent to a plantation owner who enslaved black people and forced them to work for you. If you today, as a medical professional or just a member of the populace, demand that your neighbor take a vaccination to keep you safe, Walter Hudson is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, sir. You have a uh, radio background. I also have a radio background. Is this just you just stirring it up? Is this just you from your radio days and you're trying to to grab the audience, or do you really believe what you just said? Well, Chad, let me start by thanking you for reaching out to me and uh, making making yourself available for me to comment on this. Yes, look. I, I got to tell you, the transition from political commentator towards person responsible for public policy certainly requires some adjustment to uh, your, your methodology and your approach. You should see the things I don't say, Chad. Um, this is 100% what I believe, absolutely, to the core. And the reason why is because fundamentally, I think the fundamental American idea is that we each as individuals own our own lives. And that means something. It means that we get to direct the course of our lives and make decisions about what sorts of activities we're going to engage in, what sort of relationships we're going to form, and certainly what sorts of substances we're going to place inside our bodies. But Walter, you know this um, for certain jobs, for schools, requirements have been set up dictated by medical science and what people believe at the present time and historically. Whereas the comparison to a slave owner, a slave owner has bought and purchased a human being and tells him or her what to do, when to do it, and they are not allowed to have any leeway whatsoever. Individuals, if they did not agree with mandates at the particular time, had the option to walk away and do something different. A slave never once had that option. So, I mean, walk away and do something different. So, for instance, a nurse who works in a health system um, that is governed by these public health authorities that have determined that vaccinations are required and has trained their entire life to be a nurse with no anticipation that this was ever the position that she or he was going to be placed in. They can just walk away and do what? Work at Quick Trip? I mean, what what you're describing is a a difference in degree. 
Yes, we are not engaged in monetary transactions to purchase degrees. I got to jump yes, in. So you're literally right. telling me it's. And I'm, I'm going to give you plenty of chance, Doctor. Promise. It's it's significantly more than degree. No one could have predicted the pandemic and how we feel about mandates now compared to at the time is going to change. It's going to evolve because we're in the middle of something and finding out the effectiveness of vaccines, what variants do. But I don't see how anybody objectively can say there are just slight differences between losing a job, which is terrible, which I'm sorry it happened, that that is just a slight degree different than you have no control over what you do at any point in your life. Well, I, I didn't use the word slight. You're using that word. What I say is diff- there's a difference in degree. So, you know, chattel slavery is the most extreme form of slavery. But to any extent that one human being makes a moral claim of ownership over another human being and says, you shall do this against your will, or you may not pursue your happiness as you define it according to your values because of me, because of what I need, because of what I think. I mean, you, you, you use this language of we are discovering how we ought to proceed in the midst of pandemic. It's not we, it's specific institutions. It's public health authorities, which are fundamentally different than the practice of medicine. When I go to my doctor, my doctor looks at my medical history, my circumstances, my family history, my situation, and provides me with advice. I take that opinion under consideration, and then I decide, I provide informed consent to proceed with any given medical procedure. What public health has done is it's taken me and you and every individual Minnesotan completely out of it. And we look at everything in terms of the aggregate. We, we make it we in this sense that eliminates you. And that's my point. Well, so let me, let me you, chime in. Did- with, with the military, with the military, because the, that mandate was recently, at least in the first vote in the House, was dropped. And as people pointed out, before COVID, there were 17 different vaccines that you had to take. If you would not, the military would not accept you. There are schools that have set up criteria about uh, vaccines for kids. There are businesses which have done this for years. Are you saying that no entity at all should have a right to tell anyone about any vaccine whatsoever? No school should have any requirement whatsoever. You ready for another headline? I'll give you another comparison. (laughs) So we already have recognized in law limitations to what an employer can provide in terms of a condition for continued employment. If my wife's boss demands a sexual favor as a condition for her continued employment, we all recognize that that is deeply immoral and ought to be illegal, and indeed it is. And what I'm suggesting to you is that there's a principle there. When, when you say that as a condition of living on earth, which is what we're talking about here, the ability to work, to earn a living, to live your life, to pursue your values, as a condition of being alive, you have to submit, you have to surrender your bodily autonomy to another person, another institution, another authority. That is an immoral claim. And indeed, we ought to look back on the way things have been done. And perhaps we need to scale a lot of it back. 
Walter Hudson is with us. He will be a member of the House. Uh, he won his recent election. And let's let's just play the totality of the comment one more time, Dave, just so people can hear it. And I'm glad that Walter agreed to come on with us. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline because uh, I just want to make sure people, if they're picking up on this halfway, understand which soundbite drew us to Walter and then he agreed to come on. You know, the plantation owner who said, I need cotton and you're going to pick it, is morally equivalent to the person today who says, I don't want to get sick, so you have to take the jab. Mm-hmm. I am placing, it is, it is, and I want to be clear that I mean exactly what I just said, okay? It's not a gaffe, I mean it. You are equivalent to a plantation owner who enslaved black people and forced them to work for you. If you today, as a medical professional or just a member of the populace, demand that your neighbor take a vaccination to keep you safe. Walter, I think a lot of people hear this and they hear that comparison. Then they hear the one you just said about a requirement would would be hypothetically about sleep with somebody. And they think it's ludicrous. They think if we just take this slippery slope argument, it extrapolates things beyond the reality. Let's let's not forget why the vaccine mandates that highly credible medical individuals believed in. You may disagree with them. You may not think they're credible. I do. They believe that the uh, COVID was a shared experience, that it wasn't just you to decide on your own, I'm not going to get this, and it only affects me, that you, by passing on this, could put others in harm's way because of the way COVID is transmitted. You don't think that's a reason for us to look at, at, at vaccines and policies for the greater good of society, because we've made those decisions in many ways about laws and policies in numerous aspects of our life. Well, you're making my case. I mean, it goes back to the original chattel slavery comparison. That, too, was justified on the basis of the supposed greater good, as was Jim Crow, as was taking Japanese Americans and throwing them in a, in a concentration camp during World War II. There's always and a those are all outrageous. Point. Those are all outrageous. Well, sure, Who sure, isn't calling sure those out? But let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you what what's outrageous. The idea that I go into the exam room and I give the doctor my personal history, my personal circumstances, and then he opens up the door to the exam room and takes a poll of everyone else in the building as to how my medical treatment ought to proceed. That's the premise that you're advocating that, for. The that, idea did that, that did not happen. That did not happen. Well, you just said we need to submit to what the, the trusted political public health authorities come up with. And what I'm suggesting to you is we that we have to make decisions people. based on authorities all the time and with confines and we can protest them. We can disagree. But the comparison that it's similar to slavery, I think to most people, even if they agree with your Republican Party, say, that just isn't a comparable comparison. It isn't even close. It isn't close to being forced to have sex with your boss to keep the job. It's, it is not. You're right. It isn't close. It's the same in its essential nature. You are laying claim over the life of another person and saying you have the right to their body. But when you decide from the information at the time, and obviously – Situation has changed with mandates. There's no doubt. At the time, it wasn't just what happened to you. It was what happened 
to others. And we make decisions and policies on how it affects, affects others all of the time by confines of county, state, and government laws and policies. That isn't right, new. But this is what, this, I, I understand that. And I've been on a city council for several years, and I understand the concept of nuisance and not wanting to being placing reasonable restrictions and even mandates on people on the basis that it's going to have a predictable tort upon their neighbor if you don't. There is a limitation to that. And what I'm suggesting is that when you, when you go around saying you're going to submit to a medical procedure in order to protect them, my existing is not a threat to your life. And if that's what we're saying, which that's effectively the premise of the lockdowns and all these vaccine mandates, is that merely existing and being a human that draws breath it was existing with COVID. What, I, but, unfortunately, I have to go, but, but, sure. and, and I'm glad you came on. It wasn't just existing. It was existing if you did not get the protection and then how it would affect others. Thank you very much for your time. I'm up against clock. You know how radio works. We'll, we'll reach out again. Thank you very much. Anytime. Appreciate it, Jeff. Walter Hudson here on CCO.